All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 76 of the Yellow Card Podcast presented to you by the boys over at Couch Guy Sports, the boys and girls over at Couch Guy Sports Network. Make sure you check out couchguysports.com. Get all your sports content uh, all on that website, baseball, basketball, hockey, all sorts of things. We got it uh, there for you. Check out our recently uh, contracted partners, which are Rayvon Sports. Uh, great app there. On um, on time game action happening on the on the app. You can do commentary. You can just you know share your knowledge on the game, talk some smack here and there, but still having fun and enjoying the game. Uh, and we're also sponsored by our good friends over at Shocked Energy and Exogon. Make sure that if you ever feel um, lacking of energy, out of focus, or just need a little pick me up. Head over to shockedenergy.com and use the code CGSN for 10% off of your order today. That's right, 10% off of your order today, free, uh, shipping worldwide. And uh, the code is again CGSN. And if you ever feel like you know you need a massage at a, at a moment's notice while you're watching the, uh, these intense games of March Madness or the uh, World Cup qualifiers, which we'll be talking about very soon. Head over to exogun.com and use the code CGS10 for 10% off of your order today. So uh, episode 76 starting right now. Jones, how are you feeling, sir? Feeling good, man. You know, a little tired. Uh, definitely need a little shock energy right now in my life. But other than that, we're doing doing wonders. Yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're both a little tired. We decided to stay up a little bit um, later tonight to make sure that we deliver a little bit of uh, content to you. Uh, which we got to come in right now, right here and right now on episode 76 of the Yellow Card Podcast. So to begin with, just a little update on our on our records that we've been keeping, uh, you know, keeping in touch off. So Europa League, last week, the boys went six and two, which is a huge improvement based off of uh, a little rock, a little rock bottom kind of luck that we were hitting on Europa League. Uh, the boys improved from their records. Diego at 17 and 16, and Jones at 18 and 15. So, little applause there for the boys. Hello. On Premier League, the luck kind of flipped a little bit as we both went one and four. Uh, unpredicted there, but it, it happens. So, Jones and Diego stay at 15 and 16 on that one. But, uh, you know, Premier League returns to action. Right around April second or so, as the uh, um, yeah, as the international break takes place and all that. So, well, uh, we'll get back on our wheels there. But we also got a little bit of FA Cup action going on, as the draw has happened, and uh, we now know what the semifinals will look like. Jones, you want to touch base on that? Yes. Yeah, so the four four quarterfinals played uh, over the past weekend. And right after we got our draw. So the first draw that we're going to discuss is the fact that they both take place on April 16th. And funny how I mentioned this, Diego. Remember when we talk about big games, we talk about City and Liverpool playing the 10th? Yeah. <clears throat> they will play six days later in the FA Cup semifinal, as it's going to be Manchester City and Liverpool at Wembley Stadium. That's going to be an insane matchup considering that um... – you know, club and, and Pep are at, at the top of their game. If they've ever been more on top of their game, it's nothing like we've seen this year. That is true. 
The other matchup, it's Chelsea and Crystal Palace. Which Crystal Palace has managed to have the, the number of Chelsea for quite a number of matches so far. So that's going to be quite the FA Cup um, semifinals. I can't wait for that. For sure, no. But this week it is unfortunately a not a Premier League week there. The National League, the national teams are playing. It's the final leg of the World Cup qualifiers. Mm-hmm. We have some teams that have already qualified just to go over them. Those teams that have already qualified. It's Qatar because they're hosting. Germany because they won their group in UEFA. Denmark because they won their group in UEFA. Brazil because they're one of the two top teams in Conbol. France because they won their group in UEFA. Belgium because they won their group in UEFA. Croatia because they won their group in UEFA. Spain because they won their group in UEFA. Serbia because they won their group in UEFA. England because they won their group in UEFA. Switzerland and Netherlands because they won their group in UEFA. Argentini- Argentina, Jesus, Argentina is one of the Conbol top two teams that have moved on. Uh, Iran and South Korea are one of the AFC third round group A top two teams as well. So let's move into – we're going to talk UEFA first because we have different paths to get to the final. The first path we are going to talk about is path A. The first match in that one is Scotland and the Ukraine. What are your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, so we got Scotland and Ukraine, which um... – I believe it has been postponed, though. So we're not even sure if it, this is happening because of war conflicts right now. Actually, you are you are correct. I'm looking at it now, and I and I believe the Russia versus Poland game has also been canceled due to the conflict that we got going on. With Poland has already moved on. Russia is eliminated from Russia has been fully eliminated from World Cup action. Uh, will not be taking place anytime soon in any of the competitions regarding soccer. So. Uh, Russia has been completely nulled out of the competition. So Okay, so if Scotland and Ukraine are not playing, yeah. I mean, Scotland's moving on, seems like? Based on the standings, yeah. Okay, so we would get Scotland versus the winner of Wales and Austria. What do you think of Wales and Austria? Yeah, so Wales versus Austria, that's an interesting matchup. I do think Austria moves on, though. I kind of like the Wales team. I think they have a little bit more to prove. I would take the Wales team, I think, over over Austria. I think, the final, the, I think sorry. the one thing that we got to remember about Austria is when it comes to people that will literally come up when most necessary, you got to think of Real Madrid's defensive man um, that was a Bayern player at one point. Any guess on who that is? David Alaba. Exactly right. You got to think of David Alaba. He's a creative force for, for that team. If he can manage to get this game won for them, he'll make sure that they'll qualify um, as they will be third in their in their um, third in, in their group and group F, which is kind of a heavy one as you as you look down on it. You know, you got Denmark, Scotland, Israel, Austria, Faroe Islands, and uh, Moldova. So. Well, I think they're going to have their their hands filled. They're going to go up against their Wales' captain, Gareth Bale, Daniel James up front, to name a couple. They also have guys in the Premier League such as – who it's, it's – no, Fulham's on it. Never mind. 
it's uh, Connor Roberts, Ben Davies on the, on the back half of it. Mm-hmm. Then you have guys like Wayne Hennessy, who's 35 years old. You have guys like mm-hmm. Adam Davies, who plays for Sheffield United. They have some talent with them. I think moving forward, I give them the edge just because I like their midfield game, especially with guys like Aaron Ramsey in there. So I think they can contain Osher's offense. And I think Alaba is going to have a lot of things to worry about when it comes to this this Welsh uh, attacking force. Now so going back to going back to Scotland and Ukraine real quick, it it seems to me as Ukraine could also move on to the World Cup because they're second technically in their group in Group D. They're only trailing they're only trailing to uh, France by six points. So are they saying they might just put them in automatically? Yeah, I believe that's the case. Okay, nothing wrong with that. All right, so I think it's going to be Scotland and Wales. You think it's going to be Scotland and Austria? What do you think? If it's Scotland and Austria, what are your thoughts behind it? I got Austria moving on. I have Wales moving on. I just don't think Scotland can compete with the the front depth of this Welsh team. All right, let's move on to path B. So obviously Poland's automatically in the final, but they have to play the winner of Sweden in the Czech Republic. What do we think of that one? I feel like Czech Republic wins this one. Uh, the Czechs have a very, very, very good team that they're working with. Um, they've shown to be nothing short of phenomenal. And uh, I don't believe in them stopping anytime soon. I mean, when you look up and down their their roster for the Czechs, I mean, uh, it's been nothing short of incredible. You got, you got players like Suzek, who's been insane. Pavelka, you got Zima, who's a really strong defensive man. Bravik, who's been very good for them as well. Um, Vidra, who was phenomenal last World Cup as well. So, I don't know. Czech Republic, for me, has a lot going on in their favor. I think I think I will be riding with Czech Republic heavily. Uh, see, again, I'm, I'm in the opposite as you. I love this Swedish team. You know, just naming guys like Alexander Isak up front. You have Emil Forsberg in the midfield. Thinking about their goaltending, I love Robin Olsen. And then they uh-huh. have Andreas Lind from uh, – the German league, which I think he's very good as well. Yeah. And then I think just, I, I know you hate him, but on the national level, this guy is very good. And that's Victor Lindelof. He plays very I good. I don't, I don't hate him. I don't hate him at all. You hate him with, with United. Because he's partnered with Aaron Maguire. How, how couldn't you hate both of them? That's true. But I just, I just, I would trust the Swedish air. I like the Swedish in this matchup. So you think it's going to be Poland and the Czech? I think it's going to be Poland and Sweden. What do you think for the final for Path B? Uh, seeing that it would be Poland and Czech Republic, I would be riding with Czech Republic. I'm going to go Poland over Sweden. I just think Poland, Lewandowski and company, they're, they're set, and I think they're going to, to dominate Sweden there. Okay, let's talk about Path C, which I think that Path C final is going to be a, it's going to be a gem of a game on – Monday, the 28th of March. But it's Italy and Macedonia at first. I believe it's actually North Macedonia. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. What are your thoughts on that game? I'm thinking Italy. 
for sure. You got to ride with the Italian blood in this one. I mean, these guys, they struggle in the World Cup qualifiers, but they won the Euros. They have the talent to do so. I think moving forward, I, I like Italy in this one. And then yeah. the other one is Portugal and Turkey. Portugal. Portugal is just too talented. So both things to be Italy, Portugal, which if you're not doing anything on a Monday afternoon, trust me when I tell you, find out what channel this game is on and put it on because this is going to be a bloodbath. Italy and Portugal, who's moving to the World Cup? I hate to do this to the Italians because I believe that they got a lot of talent, but seeing this is Cristiano Ronaldo's potential last World Cup, I think we see the best performance ever out of Cristiano Ronaldo and we see Portugal moving on. Italy to me just can't be out of the World Cup two times in a row. It just can't happen. As much as I would love to agree with you about the Ronaldo factor, I just think this Italy team is much better than this Portugal team. This Portugal team, we've seen them struggle in the Euros. I think they struggled again here in the World Cup qualifiers, and I think Italy moves on. So that does it for that. Why don't we get into CONCAF? That's going to be intense. Holy crap. Yeah, let's get into CONCAF. So look at the group standings right now for CONCAF. The yep. round robin. You got Canada in first place at 25. USA and mm-hmm. Mexico both at, both at 21. USA is in second based off goals allowed. Mm-hmm. Mexico oh, – I'm sorry, the goal differential, excuse me. Mexico in third. Panama fourth with 17. Costa Rica fifth at 16. Salvador, Jamaica, Honduras, 9-7-3 on those points. Mm-hmm. We have, I believe they play two matches each. Three matches each, excuse me. Because there's eight teams, yep. All right, so right now, let's talk about the ones that mean the most. So Jamaica and El Salvador really doesn't mean much. Panama and Honduras is a big one because Panama is fighting for the finish in the top three so they can qualify for the World Cup. So what do we think? Can Panama beat Honduras? Panama right now technically would have to fight for their spot in the World Cup at fourth place and and hoping that they stay in fourth place if they win against Honduras. Because if they stay in fourth place, then they technically have the playoff chance um, in the – God, I'm forgetting the name of that tournament. The – The World Cup playoff in which people who didn't get to that top. The uh, um, the interconference playoff. Thank you. That. So Panama right now would be fighting for that for that opportunity. Uh, technically and mathematically, they wouldn't get to third place even if they won and if Mexico lost because Mexico's leading them by four points at this point. So it, it just mathematically wouldn't make sense there. Um I personally think that Panama beats Honduras. They've been really, really good. Uh, Panama has been extremely solid with what they got. Honduras has not shown up at all. In fact, their record says at all. They're all three and eight. Um, I think this is this is a W for Panama. I think it's a big one because Panama needs the points to stay alive here because yeah. the other matchups that we'll, we'll talk about, I think Panama wins this one. The other matchups we have for Thursday the 24th, we have Mexico and USA, which is going to be an absolute dogfight, by the way. Yeah, as much of a dogfight that I think it will be, I think the USA team will manage to pull out on this one and win it. 
it's going to be a very close one. I think it's going to be a two to one victory for, uh, for USA, but they have to absolutely trust their instincts in this one. Agree with you there. They need to. And I believe last time they played Mexico, they beat them as well. Yes. It was a controversial victory, but they won. They won two nothing, right? Yeah. Right, so that's a big one. And then the other one's Costa Rica, Canada for the first set of games. Which I got to tell you, Canada wins that one. Canada has been nothing short of phenomenal. They have not lost at all, all tournament long. That's 7 4 0. Um, Canada has been nothing short of superb. And in fact, making history this year. Um, I'm riding with Canada heavy on that one. I'm going, I'm going 2 0 Canada. I like Canada. I think Canada. Gets the job done, but I think it's I think Costa Rica plays them a lot tougher than you're giving them credit for. I'll take Canada one nothing. Okay. All right. The second set, Sunday the 27th. The big one to talk about, it's it's USA and Panama. Yeah. That's the big one. It's gonna be a physical battle. I do think that the USA team gets it done. Um I think it'll be a one-nothing victory for USA. I think I think that's gonna be a draw. I think both USA is going to play them to a draw. I think both teams are going to play each other tough, but I don't see one getting ahead of the other one. In that one, I just think it's going to be a stalemate. Okay. And that's tough because Costa Rica is taking on uh, El Salvador, which should be a win for them, and they can easily jump Panama at that rate. But that being said, Panama then plays Canada Wednesday the 30th. What are your thoughts on that matchup? Uh, Panama loses that one. Again, Canada's just way too good right now. Yeah, I mean, I just, again, I think if Canada wants to put their best foot forward, they will. But I just think they're going to try and not lose that one. And I can see another draw happening there. And then Costa Costa Rica and USA again. I mean, at that point, if Costa Rica wins, neither team has anything to lose here, really. I think a draw would be beneficial for both of them instead of trying to fight for the for the win and get potential injuries acquired on both teams. So I think a draw would happen there, 1-1. All right. Well, that does it for the CONCAF. Why don't we dive into the combo? That one's a little bit more difficult, too. So the games that are taking place there, as we'll go over the standings, obviously Brazil and Argentina have already qualified. Uh, Brazil mm-hmm. with 39 points, Argentina with 35. Ecuador's in third with 25. You have Uruguay with 22, Peru with 21, Chile with 19, Colombia 17, Bolivia 15, Paraguay 13, and Venezuela 10. Mm-hmm. All right. The first game we're going to talk about here, we are going to talk about is Uruguay and Peru, both four and five in the table right now. Big game for both of them. What are we thinking here? Um. I think Uruguay realizes the potential that they have here, considering that they're only behind Ecuador by three points and seeing that Ecuador will have a tougher game against Paraguay. um, Uruguay is going to see it as a potential here to move up in their rankings and secure their, 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 um, their trip to the world cup. So I think Uruguay wins this one, but it's a very close one. I, I, I see it as a one, nothing victory for Uruguay. I like Uruguay in this matchup as well. I just think for Peru, they're going to need a lot more help than anything, and I just don't think they have the ability to keep up with this Uruguay team. 
Next one we can talk about is I, I know it's the middle part, but Colombia and Bolivia. <clears throat> it's a big game uh, for you. Colombia has to get it done one way or another. They have no other choice. Um, tying is not an option anymore. Losing is definitely not an option anymore. Their record is really not that great. Their management has not been phenomenal, and it reflects in their record at 3-8-5. and five. So for Colombia, this is a must-win in hope that Peru loses because if that's the case, then they're only one point behind Peru. Chile would also have to either tie or lose so that they can move up in the rankings and move up to potentially six. So with that said, I think Colombia will get it done, 2 nothing victory, but it's going to come at, 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 a, at a really high cost for them. I agree. I think Colombia wins. I think they win actually one nothing. I just think it's going to be a tough physical game for them, but I think they'll be able to get the job done. And with Chile, they have to play Brazil, so that's already a big one there. Ecuador's playing Paraguay. Uh, Paraguay, to me, where they're at in the table doesn't show how they they've played. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you have a you've had a couple couple bad ones there, but other than I think this Paraguay team is very tough, and I think they can give Ecuador a run for their money. Yep, I agree with that. And also, Chile's playing. I forget if I mentioned it already, but Chile's playing Brazil, and that's a big one. That's a very big one. Yeah, and then the other. So they have two games left. The other slate of games that's big, we have it's Peru and Panama. I'm sorry, Peru and Paraguay. Excuse me. Mixed up my flags for a second. (laughs) And then you got Chile, Uruguay. Colombia has to play Venezuela. Um, And then Argentina and Ecuador. So I'm thinking Argentina will beat Ecuador. um, Just to be Argentina, basically. Um, That's a two-to-one game. In my opinion, Ecuador has been nothing short of phenomenal either. Like they they've shown that they got they got what it takes to deserve a, a trip to the World Cup. Um, I do think Paraguay is going to cost Peru, as that will probably end up in a tie, for sure. But for Colombia again, it's another another thing where they have to absolutely have to win. Yeah, because if they finish in twenty three, they can finish in the top five. Exactly. That's, real, that's realistically where you want to be because then you get to go to the Intracon Confederation playoffs. And that's that's exactly where we figure out. So the Interconfederation playoffs, I'm trying to get when it is so I can give you an idea frame. So mm-hmm. those will be played. Excuse me, I'm about to cough. <coughs> So those will be played on June 13th and June 14th. So you have two games. I'm sorry, three games, two games, four games, excuse me. So what you'll get is, oh no, wait, it is two games. I'm, I'm fucking losing my mind. Excuse me. <laughs> the two games. So you'll get the AFC fourth round winner versus the combo fifth place. And then you'll get CONCAF third, third round, fourth place against the OFC final winner. Sorry, I'm dying off the mic. I'm trying to mute myself while I'm coughing. You get, you you get what, are your, what are your thoughts on what the, the combo fifth place could look like in the fourth place for CONCAF? So if Columbia truly 
and definitely wants to make a trip to the World Cup. Like I said, they have to absolutely have to win both games. Hope that Peru and Chile lose at least one of them and tie the other so that they can um, classify in fifth place, which then will put Colombia to face off against somebody like, who knows, it, it could potentially be Italy. Could very well be Italy in the uh, interconference uh, playoff. It could be Ukraine as well. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one for the Colombians to to get ahead into the World Cup. Now, the realistic picture that I see here is Peru facing off against um, a, a tough European team. Again, it could be Italy. It could be Ukraine. It could be uh, Scotland as well. So it's going to be it's going to be a tough one for anybody from Coleman Bowl right now that will be looking to get that fifth place. Yeah. No, for sure. Any uh, any final thoughts? I think for CONCACAF, realistically, they have a, a very good opportunity in sending somebody like um, like Panama or even Costa Rica onto that playoff because that it's an easier playoff than what Commonwealth will be facing off. But for now, it's going to be an interesting week, an absolutely interesting week for, for everybody all around. Yeah, for sure. You're going to want to stay tuned because – these World Cup qualifiers are coming down on the wire, and your boys are going to be very much so heavily interested in it. Yes, sir. Absolutely. But with that said, um, any – well, actually, one last-minute thought, and I'm going to ask this question to Chris considering that I'm wearing another Italian Serie A jersey. I'm not a fan of them. I just happen to buy it because it's a really nice jersey. I don't – I still don't have an Italian team that I fully support – I like all three, all top three of them, Juventus, Inter, and AC Milan. I like them all three equally. Uh, but the news today that broke out uh, have the world of soccer kind of shaken a little bit, especially as we head into the summer window of free agency, is that Paulo Divala will officially be out of Juventus once the contract ends this summer. We put out a poll earlier today on our Twitter handle, which if you're not following us, is at podcast card. Uh, make sure to follow us there. We're almost at, um, we've passed 1300 followers. So thank you all very much. We could appreciate another follow here and there. Uh, with that said, Paulo Davala is going to be headed into free agency, one of the top names in free agency that will be out there. With that in mind, I put out four potential destinations where he could go, which have shown interest in the past. And will very well still show interest again. And those are Manchester United, Tottenham Hotspurs, Bayern Munich, or Atletico Madrid. So far, as of 9 o'clock at night here in Boston, 52% of the voting has gone to Atletico Madrid, 12% to both Bayern Munich and Manchester United, and about 24% has gone to Tottenham Hotspurs. Out of the four, and maybe an additional potential target that where, where Paulo Duvala could go. What do you think he realistically ends, uh, Jones? First of all, I want to um, say that as a Juventus fan, this is uh, a travesty that mm-hmm. they're not re-signing uh, a world talent like this and they're going to let him walk for free. But yeah, I think his best fit would be with the Tottenham Hotspur. 
I just think the talent that he has, playing him alongside Human Song, Harry Kane, I just think there's some that's so much talent up front. You can play him at the cam, you can play him on the wing. I think he's much better player as a cam rather than the wing. But I think if you're Tottenham, this is a big piece because if, say, Harry Kane leaves, you already fill the void right there with him. Yeah. So I think it's just another creative piece for Tottenham, and they desperately need one based off of what I've seen them play like the last goodness, couple couple weeks. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, this past weekend, playing against West Ham, Song and Kane were on it. But other than that, when they're not on it, they need someone to step up, and DeBala can easily fill that void and step up. Now, out of, um, out of those four, do you have an additional potential place where, you know, Mr. Devala could potentially land? I think you got to give Real Madrid some credit here as well. I just think he would just – him and La Liga as well would be a thing. And I don't think he'd fit well with Barcelona or Atletico. I think if he's going to La Liga, he's going to the big team. He's going to Real Madrid. Okay. Okay, I like that. I like that. I think I think a potential other place too that could uh, be a little bit of a sneaky move. It's somebody like Ajax. Depending on if if their coach is still there after, maybe. But other than that, I just I don't see him fit in that style of play that they run. Okay. Okay. That's just well with that said, Mr. Jones, thank you so much for enlightening us with your presence for episode 76. But with that said, episode 76 comes here to an end. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to ours uh rant here a little bit about soccer and what we think. Um make sure that you're following us on Twitter at podcast card. That's our Twitter handle. Make sure that you're following the network at Couch Guy Sports, which is on Twitter as well. C Jones. At C Jones, who 1212. Your boy Diego at Diego underscore the DJ. With that said, episode 76 signing off. Diego Galvez, Chris Jones. Until next week, see you all later. Peace.